Hello and welcome to the podcast, Every Moment is Sacred, where we interweave meditation and healing into everyday life. I am your host, Rain Elizabeth Stickney. Now, let us begin. Tired of seeing too many amazing people not using their natural talents and settling for mediocrity in life, Sherry Miter is on a mission to help individuals unleash their strengths and discover their true calling. She believes when you find your purpose in life and pursue it with bold faith and excellence, fulfillment, joy, and success will follow. When Sherry's not using her talents as a Gallup Certified Strengths Coach, you can find her off on adventures with her husband or relishing time with their growing family. Listen as Sherry describes how she found alignment and switched careers motivated by a feeling of angst and drawn forward by the strong pull of discovery. Sherry also has a podcast, and her show is called Discovering Your Calling. There are many, 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 many episodes you can listen to at Discovering Your Calling, but the most recent are her rebranded new season, which is season four. And... I'm excited to share this conversation with you because Sherry shares such enthusiasm and playful joy throughout unfolding her experience for all of us. Now, I love having guests on my show, and if you would like to be a guest on Every Moment is Sacred, which is exactly what you're listening to right now, I welcome you to send me an email healing at rainelizabeth.org. And I will respond with how you might get involved to be a guest on the show. I welcome you to share what you would like to talk about or any questions you have. The idea is that for these Friday episodes, healing conversations, the guests get to share a story of healing or they get to bring up a topic that they're curious about that's related to healing. And we have a real-time discussion, and then we get to share it with the world. So if you have a message, reach out to me. If you have a story to tell, if you have an inquiry or a question to ask, we can talk about it. I am so grateful you're here. Thank you for taking time out of your day or within your day. Thank you for taking time in your night or morning or whatever the case may be. I really appreciate your presence. I welcome you to get to know Sherry Miter. Here we go. Hey, Sherry. I'm so glad to have you here. Thank you so much for making the time. Well, thank you for asking me, Rain. I love spontaneity and uh, being here today with you. Yes, I love spontaneity too. (laughs) 
it's wonderful to meet people who can be creative and in that flow of life in an instant, which I find in you deeply. And we've had a little bit of connection over time, but this is a nice dive into who you are and what you've been up to in the world. And I'm excited to hear about a career change that you made and finding your true calling. Mm, Yeah, I'm happy to share that story because it really has led into where, what I do today. So it, you know, I I finally realize now my calling is helping others find their calling. Um, Mm. But it was my journey that led me to this place. Mm -hmm. And you have a podcast yourself called Discovering Your Calling. And I've heard a little bit of it. Would you like to share a bit about where that show came from and what lights you up about it? Yeah, absolutely. So it came from the whole premise, you know, where I'll share, you know, my finding my calling and seeing that so many people out there are searching. You know, I think we've all, a lot of people have been searching before even COVID, but COVID became that catalyst that really sped up and made more clear that a lot of people were unhappy in their lives. So since then, you know, it's been a it's been a change. It's been a more, um, you know, I've had a podcast for a few years and as I've changed and grown, the podcast has changed and grown. And last summer where it became really crystal clear to me that again, my calling is helping others find their calling. I honestly took a pause on the podcast for a couple of months, took the summer off just to reevaluate, like, is this truly the direction I want to go? And then when it felt totally in alignment, decided, yes, this is the way we want to go. This is so I transformed my whole business, transformed my podcast, transformed who and what I was doing. Not, you know, when I look back, it's not major to some extent, and I'll explain that in a minute. But so now the podcast, I love what I'm doing with it, because I share a bulk of the podcast are others true calling stories. And what I mean by that, it's their journey from where they were, where they didn't feel in alignment, they didn't feel fulfilled, they didn't feel like they had purpose to where they are today. Mm -hmm. And, you know, everybody's story is different. So, you know, some share their challenges, some share their journey. You know, I just, one of the last interviews I just did, it wasn't even his career. Like a lot of people think their calling is their career and it's his hobby. He actually runs for in memory of other people. So, you know, it's been so much fun, as you know, just to have conversations with people and find their, mm-hmm. find their stories and help them share their stories. And then I also share tips and techniques and other advice to help people along the journey. Mm-hmm. That's so wonderful. And I imagine for every guest as they're sharing their journey with their career that there's also a moment of healing of like, so I am schooled in psychology as well as some other fields. And there is a form of psychology called narrative therapy. And sometimes I find podcasting, no matter what kind of show it is to be part of this narrative therapy where people get to share their story in a way that they can leave behind what they're done with and really bring about what's true to their hearts and their souls. So as you were talking about your show, that was that was showing up for me in my mind. Like, wow, those people must have a wonderful opportunity to really sink into what's true for them. Oh, that's really a cool. I'll have to look into that. I've 
never heard of that as a specialty, but I could definitely see rain where, yes, that totally would align that they are letting go of this past of who they thought Mm -hmm. they were and Mm -hmm. fully stepping into who they are today. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That's beautiful. Oh, thank you. And take us through a little bit, whatever you would like to share about where you come from and how you ended up here in your true calling and also helping people find theirs. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So I spent 25 plus years in a direct sales company. I've always been an entrepreneur. I've always had an entrepreneurial heart. You know, my I've always had a unique life. <laughs> Let me even st- bring you back a little bit further than that. Mm-hmm. Uh, my father was military, so that upbringing is just it's unique to the traditional upbringing. So nothing about my life has ever been traditional. So we grew up. You know, I grew up in a military background. Married my husband. I was very young. I was. 19 or 20. I don't remember Ooh, now Yeah, when I got married. I know, which sounds, <laughs> I, you know, I look at my kids today. It's like when they were that age, they're way past that now. It's just like, oh my God, that's so young. So mm-hmm. young. But we got married young. He was a professional firefighter. He's one of those people that always knew his calling since he was like three years old. Mm-hmm. So I married him. He was also in the military. We moved back here where he's from because it all fit into his plan, his story. Mm-hmm. We had three boys. Uh, within a five-year time frame. So I was busy raising these kids, being a, you know, being the wife and mom. And I was always dabbling in something. I always had to have some sort of way to make some money, uh, to have something that was mine, uh, especially when you live in a house full of men all the time. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and surprisingly, I fell into direct sales, you know, with Mary Kay. I have no problems sharing what company. I love the company selling skincare and makeup, which was so not me, mm-hmm. <laughs> but I love the philosophies of it. And I love the friends I made in it. And mm-hmm. I love that it created this something of my own. And I actually did pretty well at, at it. Actually, I did really well at it as mm-hmm. I grew my business. And it allowed me to still be, you know, that wife and mom first, which was my priority, but have built this thing of my own. And it served me really, really well for 25 years. Mm. Wow. And interestingly enough, at the height of my career, I started to feel this, I just call it angst. And it's so hard to put my finger on it, but I know if if somebody else is feeling it, they get it. Like I've had these conversations with some of my clients and we get it, we get what we're saying without having the words to say what it felt like. Mm. But it was just like, okay, I know I'm being successful. I know I'm doing something good, but something feels off now. Mm. And you can't even really put your finger on it. But that was about five to six years ago that I started to have that feeling. And it just opened up this um, willingness to start as I I shared this with somebody else I was on uh, having this conversation with. And I said, it was like I peeked behind, I peeked out of the curtain, like looking out the window now. I've been inside this for so long and it was Mm -hmm. comfortable and it was good and, you know, everything about it. But like, I had this moment of like, what else is out there? Mm -hmm. And by just peeking, things started to kind of get in motion of me really seeing what other things didn't felt out of alignment now for me. 
within the company and the possibilities that lie outside of where I was. Mm -hmm. And when I allowed myself that space to just kind of explore, I just started really thinking about like, what, what elements do I enjoy that I'm doing? What don't I enjoy that I'm doing? Mm -hmm. And again, what else could I do? And I had no idea, no idea what else I could do. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And one of the things, though, that always stuck in my heart was I was introduced to Clifton Strengths, to Gallup's Clifton Strengths, or as some people know it as Strengths Finders. It was an it's an assessment that tells you what your natural God given talents are. Oh, and wow, I, I actually don't know that one. Oh uh, well, I'll share more information with you at some point, Rain. Right? It's uh-huh. it's fascinating to me. It's totally fascinating. Thank you. Because um, it really tells you what your natural talents are and mm-hmm. things that we think either, wait, everybody doesn't think this way is mm-hmm. <laughs> sometimes our thought. <laughs> or, um, wait, somebody told me once that that was a negative, that that was a weakness I had. But now you're telling me this is a, this is a strength I have. Mm-hmm. So it's really, really valuable. And I had used it. I was introduced to it within the direct sales realm. And we used it, like I used it to be successful in Mary Kay, not just for myself, but with my team. And I was, you know, they always say, find that thing that you could sit around a campfire and talk about all night long. This was that thing for me. (laughs) (laughs) It was the Clifton strength. So I knew that whatever I created next had to include that. That was the only thing I really knew. And actually it was my daughter-in-law, Laura, and I have to always give her a shout out for this because she was the one that pointed it out to me because she heard me talking about this all the time. She had taken the assessment. Mm-hmm. My my son, her her husband actually took it in the military. It was something they had him take in the military. He's in special forces. So mm-hmm. they were exposed to it. And they're like, that's the thing you talk about this all the time. You should do something with that. So I hear these clues being dropped for you and you're paying attention to them along the way. Absolutely, Rain. And I'm so glad you said that because that's actually one of the things I teach my clients. It's like Mm -hmm. everything's leaving clues, Mm -hmm. but we have to be open to look for them. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So these were all the clues and I still had no idea though what that thing was. And it wasn't until COVID hit that I started having conversations. I'm very high strategic. So that's one of my talent themes. And my strategic brain went into high gear for entrepreneurs when COVID hit. Wow, what a blessing. (laughs) And, you know, it was for so many people. And actually one of my very first clients, we still work together now. She owns a wedding business. So of course she was, she was somebody I already, my, one of my other daughter-in-laws had used her to buy her wedding gown and actually mm-hmm. had purchased other of the groom dresses from. So I knew her socially and uh, we ended up having these conversations like, well, Linda, you could do this. You could do that. You could do that. You know, like my brain was just like, blah, blah, blah. you know, these are all these mm-hmm. ideas and we ended up working together and it was my, and I had other ideas for other businesses too. Some I shared, some I didn't. And it was my husband then who said, that's your thing. Mm-hmm. Like that's your what's next. I love how you were following your heart and doing what was natural for you. And then others noticed, hey, look, you're doing it. This is it. Mm -hmm. And did that cause some self-awareness for you to really embody what was already taking place? Totally. Totally. Yep. Yes. Mm -hmm. So 
So I did that for the first year of my business. And I still was in the direct sales. I wasn't ready yet to let go of that. (laughs) because Mm -hmm. Things still weren't clear. But I was also mentally, I kind of checked out. Like I had mentally, even though I physically was still doing the work, I had mentally checked out of that business and was trying to figure this out. And it wasn't perfect because there were still pieces of working with entrepreneurs and new business owners that didn't feel quite right yet. Mm-hmm. And here's where I made a big mistake, Rain. So <laughs> mm, good. I love mistakes because they're so fun and filled with learning and and delightful humility. You know, the kind that just takes us back to wherever our ground is. Mm-hmm. So you know, I'd been working with, so now, you know, it's 2021. So now I'd been working with a few. It's It's been a slow journey. Like it has been a slow journey. These last three years have really been when I kind of really stepped into this new thing and working with some entrepreneurs, working with people like Linda, most of the people I were working with, they were newer in business-ish. And I, again, started finding that they were asking me questions like, I don't know that they were asking me technology questions. I know you and I, before we hit record, technology is not my thing. You know, mm-hmm. they're asking how marketing is like, that's not my thing. So I, I found myself frustrated and feeling like I was back in the direct sales realm doing the things I didn't like to do, mm-hmm. which was answering questions that I don't know the answers to. Mm-hmm. And the mistake I made is I kind of got myself so frustrated. And instead of just pivoting a little bit, Mm -hmm. I did this 180 turn. (laughs) Okay, so a really big shift for something that could have been really small. Exactly, exactly. And that big shift was I was talking to another strengths coach because I had got my certification for Gallup to become a Clifton strengths coach during Mm -hmm. this process. And a coach I'd met, she was telling me about this other program, another outside vendor. And it sounded fabulous, but it was more working with corporate setting. A lot more money, mm-hmm. a lot more potential. Mm-hmm. Like, Let's try that. And I stepped into that realm and it was, I hated it. <laughs> oh, <laughs> no. <laughs> it never felt right. And I tried this for like six to nine months. And it was like brick wall after brick wall. It was like banging my head against the wall. And when I really stopped to realize like, why is this so hard for me? Why does this not feel right anymore? It goes back to what I shared earlier. I've never done lived a conventional life. Mm. I've always had an entrepreneurial spirit because what I didn't share earlier is my Dad and mom, when my dad retired from the military, they started their own upholstery business. So I watched them build this business. Mm -hmm. My husband and I had actually owned a chimney cleaning business when he was a new firefighter. Like just entrepreneur has always been a part of who I am. And here I am trying to step into a leadership. Now, leadership, I love. That's why I thought, oh, this sounds good. I'm, you know, I was a leader for 25 years. This fits. But I was stepping into a corporate setting Mm -hmm. where I did not belong. Mm And it just like when I finally realized that it's like, oh, this is not for me. It's a great program, but it's not for you know, where I belong. Mm-hmm. And that was this past summer. So when I oh. finally, that finally dawned on me. Uh-huh. Um, well, with yes. that entrepreneurial spirit that you describe, I'm reminded of 
one of the stories you share in your podcast about being a child and painting rocks and selling mm-hmm. your painted rocks. Is that right? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so very young you were. Oh, yeah. And <laughs> how can I share yeah. my gifts and talents? Yeah. So it's like, duh, why am I trying to go into a corporate setting? Like, that's not who I am. Mm-hmm. And again, I went back to that soul searching and listening, watching, looking for the clues. And it dawned on me, it's like, wait a minute, let's go back to helping entrepreneurs. But let's go even back further. And it's like, who are the people in a corporate setting, maybe that are unhappy, unsatisfied, because they don't belong there. Mm, Let's help them figure out their true calling and help them get out of there if that's what they want. Mm -hmm. And that's where, you know, last summer things started to kind of all come together and it all became really crystal clear that, wait a minute, my calling again is helping others figure out their calling and I was able to, you know, take the time to look back and like, what are the things that I did that led me here? What are the actual steps I took? And as you already shared, Wayne, part of brain was, you know, part of it was just listening and looking for those clues. Like mm-hmm. that's a piece of it. You know, it still has Clifton strengths is a huge piece of what we do. Like what are your mm-hmm. natural talents? But yeah, so now it just feels really like an alignment, but, you know, I laugh when I look back at some, I'm a big journal. I love to journal and mm-hmm. I go back to some of my journals from 2019 or 2019, 2020, when I first was thinking about what is my business. And again, mm-hmm. if I had just pivoted a little bit, mm-hmm. <laughs> we would have got me here. <laughs> oh, but. what a great recognition because it was there with you all along. Mm-hmm. Just ready just ready for when all of you was ready. Right, right. So what a great pivot to take the corporate world and then focus on who is here in the corporate world who would like to be someplace else. Did I get that right? Yes, yes. So how did you find those people? What, What is or was your method to help that population of people who want something a little different from what they have? Mm -hmm. Honestly, so far, most of my clients have just found me, you know, some I'm going through a group program right now. So I did one-on-one just to test out this program. And then I started a group in January and three of them are people I know, like, Mm -hmm. I just know they're, you know, they were people in my life already. And I knew they were just unsatisfied where they are. And a couple of just people that, I don't know, God just aligned, you know, they, yeah. he, he aligned us, he put us together. And I'm hoping on that the podcast is going to be a way for people to, to hear mm-hmm. these stories, you know, through other people's stories to realize like, Ooh, wait a minute. Mm-hmm. That's what I want for my life. Yeah. And you have a great show with an abundance of episodes. And you shared with me that you rebranded for season four. So those are the recent, the most recent episodes. And then you you're meeting with people one-on-one and groups. And so take us through a little bit of how you work with somebody when they say, yes, Sherry, help me. <laughs> yes. Yeah. And I will say too, that not everybody's coming from a corporate background too. A lot right. are, mm-hmm. and they may be going into, maybe they just need a career shift. Mm-hmm. Now, my my joy, again, is if they want to go from here into entrepreneurship, because then I can continue to work with them even longer. And some are already entrepreneurs, but they're trying to figure like, eh, this doesn't like like myself, this doesn't fit 
quite right anymore. How can Mm -hmm. I do something different? So they're from all different backgrounds. Most of the clients today are women over 40, probably over 50. And we're in that like, what's next stage that Mm -hmm. like, okay, I've done this. It served me well, but that season's over. Mm -hmm. You know, that season of time is over. So what I've developed, it's, it's 12 phases, but it's really broken into four core elements. And again, these are the steps that I did. Mm-hmm. I didn't know I was doing them as I was doing them. <laughs> mm-hmm. When I spent time in reflection, it's like, how did I get here? You know, that, that journey that took me three years, like I can help people do it in three months now. <laughs> it's oh, like, beautiful. <laughs> um, so the first element is of the four core elements is I just call it you. And we spend a bulk of the time on the talents, the Clifton strengths. That's the first step they do is take the assessment. And we really dive into that so that they really start to understand what are their natural God-given talents and strengths. Mm-hmm. And that's just so eye-opening. You know, the group I'm working with now, it's, you know, I he- I've heard from a couple of them, like, I was told that again, that was a weakness. I said that earlier, that this was a weakness of mine or at work, people don't appreciate this about me or, you know, in school, I got in trouble because I had this talent theme. Mm -hmm. So it's a whole mind shift they have to take to now appreciate Mm -hmm. that. No, this is your talent. I really love this. Mm -hmm. I love this twist for me, it feels like a twist, even though you're not using that specific word, but it's like, take the plate and spin it around and look what you have. You already had it. Let's just recognize it in a new way. Right. Absolutely. Absolutely. So we, that's the, the big piece. And then we do like, actually tonight I was, uh, tonight we're on phase six, phase five, doesn't matter. And we start (laughs) looking at their skills. So what are the skills that you have? So we're still in core element you, but it's like, what skills do you have that you enjoy doing? Mm-hmm. You know, and our skills are things that we have to learn sometimes to do a job. And this is where I think people get, it gets muddy for a lot of people when they're looking at a career transition. Because if you go to a traditional career coach, they ask you, what is your skill set? Mm-hmm. And we can rattle off our resume. Oh, I do this, this, and this. But my guess is half of those things that we do, we don't enjoy doing. Oh, good point. And that's why so many people end up taking a career transition because they're unhappy where they are and they plop themselves into a new career, different faces, different company, different titles, but the same anxiety is happening. And would you say that's because they're implementing the same skills that they're good at, but they're not really that excited about hundred percent. What a great insight. That's very valuable. Mm -hmm. And then I'm getting the sense if somebody's really discovering who they are and honoring their true strengths and then mixing it in with the skills that perhaps the skills can become enlivened in a new way. Yes. Yes. And that's how we become excellent at what we do. Mm Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Because it's it's what we're all aligned for and, and investing in that versus trying to, you know, just for instance, again, technology is not my thing. And I spent most of yesterday 
I, I had this thing. I don't like my website. And there needs to be some changes to it. And like, I'm smart. I like to learn things. Learners are my top 10. I'm just going to learn how, and I've done this before, Rain. Like, this is the mistake I keep making over and over again. And so it's like, I can figure this out. And I'm going to save myself $5,000. And I'm just going to go in there and switch sir, or switch things. And I'm just going to do this thing. Paid my 90 bucks for this new platform. And I spent the good majority of my day yesterday looking at this website, watching YouTube videos. And finally, at the about 9, 10 o'clock, I'm bleary-eyed looking at the computer. It's like, mm. I don't know how to do this. This is not. Yes, I could learn. I could. But why? <laughs> I had to do this whole self-coaching thing. I was like, yes, just because we could do something doesn't mean we should do this. Mm-hmm. So I immediately mm-hmm. went in, like, refund my money. I'm done. I'm sticking with what I have for now until I can pay somebody whose skill set is mm-hmm. <laughs> creating a new website. So, you know, we sometimes we feel like because we're smart enough, we can do this. But why should we do it if it's not giving us joy? Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. So the, and then the next piece of the you that we do is looking into like, what are your values? What are your core values, your non-negotiables? What are your passions? And even go back to our childhood dreams. You know, what did we, what did we envision ourselves doing when we were kids? Cause again, mm-hmm. they all leave clues. They all leave clues. So that's the you piece. Then we get into um, the vision And again, this is where I feel like what I've designed is unique to what most other career coaches look at, because we look at what do you want your future life to look like? And as I share with you, my husband and I are in the process of buying a larger boat. We've been sailors and we know we want to travel on this boat down the Eastern coast. We are not doing global traveling. I don't want to cross the Atlantic. You know, Mm -hmm. I always need to be within shore, (laughs) that kind of thing, but we want to travel on it down the East coast. So I knew when I designed my business, it needed to be flexible. It needed to be something that I could do this. I could be on zoom with my clients. Mm -hmm. You know, I don't mind occasionally meeting a person I love in person, but the bulk of it had to be that. And it had to be again, working with people who are super flexible, which again, corporate didn't work for that. And Um, I'm so excited for you looking into a larger boat and sailing down the East coast and also integrating your work life with your vision of joy and fun and being with your husband in such a beautiful way. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And that's what I, you know, I want for my clients too. Mm -hmm. And their vision may be, you know, one of my clients, she loves her home. Her family's here, her community is she does not want to travel and leave. And so her business can be community based. Ah, excellent. You know, so so we look at those things, because that matters to what you create for the future. So that's the vision. The mission is the other, the third core element is mission. And that's where we look at like, what is that that problem that you see in the world, and I, I mean world as in your house, <laughs> it could be your community, could be your church, could be your job, could be could be the global world, um, doesn't necessarily have to be the global world though, but in your mm-hmm. world, mm-hmm. what is the problem you see in your world that you know you can help solve? And usually that's a problem that we've experienced ourselves. 
you know, so again, for me, that problem is seeing people work at a job for 20, 25 years that they've never liked, mm-hmm. and they're waiting until retirement to enjoy their life. And yeah, that day may never come. Um, it's so true. And I know that is a reality for many people and some people who I know in my own life. And I feel so sad about it. It's wonderful to have means and to make an income that somebody enjoys, but the happiness piece, I just wish for everybody to feel happy. Exactly. Exactly. And, you know, we're not promised tomorrow. So my mom passed away at 58 years old. Oh, that is so young. Very young. Um, two years, a year, mm, a year and three months away from that now. So it's really kind of like, mm. but my dad retired at 40 years old in the military. Mm-hmm, that's right. I heard that. That is so young. That is so young to retire. Right. Right. <laughs> so their whole life was lived. I call it fast forward. You know, they were, they, they lived their life very quickly. Mm-hmm. So her 58 years encompassed my father's military career. And she always worked somewhere, you know, having, she had five grandchildren when she passed away that she visited frequently. They traveled around in an RV. They had their other business. Mm -hmm. So she had a full life, even though it was way, 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 way too short. And I often think, and this is one of my missions that, you know, my guiding lights here is that, oh my gosh, what if she had had a traditional life? At 58, most people are still working that career they don't even like Mm -hmm. waiting for retirement. So like, that's when I'm going to have fun. That's when I'm going to enjoy my life. For now, I just got to pay the bills. And it's like, no, you don't have to do that. You could have both. You really can. I love that you're being a spokesperson for this, for this. (laughs) You can do what you love now. Yes. (laughs) Yes. So that's my mission. So that's why I help people like figure out like, what is that mission for you? And, and like I said, one of my clients, it doesn't have to be earth shattering. One of her missions is she's very good at organizing people's closets and to her, or not just closets, anything to her, like your home is your sanctuary is one of her, her lines. Mm -hmm. And to her, she, if she walks in somebody's house and it's not organized and peaceful, Like that's her mission is like, let's organize your home. So when you come into it, you feel at peace. Mm -hmm. So again, the mission doesn't have to necessarily be this, like, I'm going to feed the starving children in Africa kind of thing. It's sure our mission. That's right. We all have a light to shine and Mm -hmm. our homes are important as are our careers And people who are hungry and starving and so many other global and local issues. There's just importance all over. So we need all these people shining their lights on exactly what they're good at. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. So that's phase three. So we got you, your vision, your mission. And the last phase is the impact. And this is like, okay, we take all these things And what does the world need you to show up and do? And how can you create that? And what's the impact you want to make? So that's the four core elements that make up the Discovering Your Calling program. It is so wise to end with the impact. I feel that as a full body, like tingles and energy. And without the impact, it's it's like really, really good. But then that impact drives it home. I'm so glad you have that fourth piece. That is so wise. Mm -hmm. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. 
And I think sometimes it's the impact that keeps us going when it's mm. mm-hmm. that the impact is being made and that there's that feedback where one can see their work having a positive effect in the world. Right. Mm-hmm. Right. Because change is hard. Yeah. And for, you know, the women and, you know, I'll, I also hope to bring this to students too, because I'm, I'm hearing that a lot that a lot of seen juniors and seniors that are trying to figure out their, what am you know, what am I doing with my life? Taking a similar program to them. You know, when we're stepping into anything that's new and different, it is scary and it is hard mm-hmm. and it's very easy to quit in the middle of it. Mm-hmm. If we don't know what's the major impact we want to make on our own lives and, you know, on other people's lives. I feel so inspired by your, your vision and your work and your ability to articulate what you're up to. Oh, thank you. Thank you. Took me a while to get here, but it feels good. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you got here. Look how far you've come. <laughs> yes. Yes. Yeah. So what would you say to somebody who is unhappy in their career or their life and they know they want more, but they really don't know where to find it or what to do. And they have an earnest desire and they're also in an unknown. What would you say to them? Mm -hmm. First, you're not alone. That is like 99.9% of the women and, you know, again, some men that I've talked to, that's exactly how they feel. They know they need to change. And that's where I was five years ago, but they have no idea what that thing is. And it's okay. It's okay to not know that's actually part of the process. And it goes back to what we talked about earlier, Rain, of just being open. It's kind of like I said, when I peeked outside of that curtain, it's just once you take that first step, it's like, okay, I'm willing now to just kind of see what possibilities there might be. Doesn't mean you're going to find the answer right away, but things are going to start aligning in your life. And and I like to picture like just having a basket and you're just collecting the clues, putting them in your basket. Not all the clues are going to lead to where your calling are or is, but some will, but just put them in your basket for now. Don't worry about it. Just collect all the clues and then you have to test it. Like I did, I test had two other things that I thought were the thing that I tried and tested. And one was close. One definitely was not, but it's all part of the journey. So you have Mm -hmm. to be willing to just kind of test things out, see what fits, what doesn't. And eventually it will lead there, but you have to start somewhere. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I love these tips and I love the image of the basket and just putting in clues, putting in clues. And I imagine sometimes taking a peek and seeing what are these clues? What have I put into my basket? And then as you're saying, trying things out and it's okay if it doesn't work, but just keep trying, look at the clues, gather, try something and something's going to work out. Something's going to ring true. Mm -hmm. Right. Right. It's also another image I like is uh, thinking of um, a jigsaw puzzle and it's kind of like finding your true calling is putting together this puzzle. And the only one that knows what the complete puzzle looks like is God. He has the lid. (laughs) We don't even have the lid. (laughs) So I love it. (laughs) And it's like, okay, what piece fits? 
what doesn't and you know we can't be like my my six-year-old granddaughter like it's, it's gonna fit darn it all mm-hmm. like smashing it in yes. yeah. <laughs> not gonna that's work what we do. So that's what I was doing when I was trying to do the corporate training thing mm-hmm. like I can make this fit I know I can mm-hmm. I'm sure we <laughs> all it, do that sometimes <laughs> yeah so it's you know it's just like okay which which of those clues is a piece of the puzzle you know that slides in naturally Yes. And, and what piece? Like, I know this fits. I just don't know where yet. So we keep it in the basket, you know? Yes. Yes. Great analogy. So I find so many healing moments in what you have shared. And it's partly because I have a perspective as a healer. It's one of my gifts and talents to see and feel healing everywhere, all around me every day. But in your own life, whether this conversation or anywhere along your journey, what kind of healing moment or moments light up for you that's really true to who you are? Hmm. Such a beautiful question. And it's, it's hard for me to answer that. But what I'm feeling right now, as I've just, you know, you've allowed me to share my journey. And as you said about the narrative earlier, you know, um, what did you call that? The narrative, narrative therapy, narrative therapy. It is, you know, it is sharing that. And I think the healing is when I think back to how I felt when I first realized I needed to make a change and that angst, that anxiety, that feeling, you know, I remember having that feeling like, is this, if I, it, am I ever going to be enough? And is this ever going to be enough? Those were questions that played in my head a lot back then. That feeling of imposter syndrome, just so many negative type feelings that were easy to mask because I was so busy doing life and being successful that I didn't have to sit in them. Mm. I could have ignored them. But as we both know, if I did that, it would have manifested somewhere, somehow. Mm -hmm whether in other relationships or health or whatever. So it is so fun for me now to be able to, to, as you shared, thank you for, you know, shining the light on that, that I am able to articulate what I do now. Yes. And do it with enthusiasm and passion because it feels a hundred percent in alignment. Mm -hmm. So that would be the healing of, if really, thinking back to how did I feel those last, that last year where I was and what does it feel like today? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I two hear totally different embodiments. Yeah. Yeah. Two totally different embodiments mm-hmm. and marked by alignment, mm-hmm. aligning with who you truly are. Yeah. I see the healing there and how beautiful that you chose to listen to your angst and your anxiety and do something about it. Cause like you said, you or me or anybody could just decide to put it aside or save it for later or not pay attention, but you chose to find alignment. Right. Right. And I think so many times it, it is easy to ignore mm-hmm. those feelings and think, ah, it's just the way life is again, you know, I only have a few more years at this. What inspired you? Oh, say that last part again. I said, I think for a lot of people, it's like, well, I only have a few more because I hear this from my clients. 
Yes. I have a couple more years left of this. I can, I can manage, I can get through it because I'm almost at retirement. Mm-hmm. Or a pension or some sort of reward mm-hmm. at the end. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Yeah. And so in, in closing, what inspired you to take your angst and your anxiety seriously? Like what, what allowed you to have that courage to peek through and beyond the curtain? Like what was that in you that motivated a shift or a change? I'm not sure if there was any one thing. I do know, again, just knowing myself, one of my talent themes, I am able to take risks quicker than a lot of people. So I think it was just, again, you know, as I shared, my mom's journey has always been a guiding light that, wait a minute, if I'm not happy here. And I was just feeling that, you know, that unhappiness. And if I'm, if I really look back, it was probably starting to affect, you know, my relationship with my husband, with other people, because he was starting to see how unhappy I was Mm -hmm. and that I wasn't fulfilled. And that's not fun for anybody to be around. You're right. You know, how empathetic of you to see that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, I, like I said, I, it was probably like, a, well, I know it was, I know it was a lot of little things that just mm-hmm. kept accumulating because it, it, it was probably a year of that angst. So it's not like, oh, I have this angst and tomorrow I did something about it. No, I sat with that for a good year mm-hmm. before I did peek behind mm-hmm. the curtain even. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. So it did take a while. So, uh-huh. you know, I want to be honest with that for people that are listening that like, oh, you make that change that quick. No, no, it was. Uh-huh. One thing after another that led to another to another. And, and then the final thing was uh, there was a change within the company that I did not agree with at all. Totally went against my values. Oh, okay. That, that was really that. That was, again, it had been building mm-hmm. for almost a year. And then when that that change happened, that was it. And then COVID happened. So it was like this boom, boom, these two things okay. right in a row. So some so external was... pushes happened as well. Exactly. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That finally made, yep, that's it. That's it. Mm-hmm. Well, I'm so impressed with your ability to listen within and your ability to listen to the external environment and then do something about it for the <laughs> sake of yourself and your own life and your relationships and your presence in the world. Mm-hmm. Thank you. Thank you. I'm so grateful for this conversation and for your light and wisdom, Sherry, and all that you have shared today. It's it's so wonderful to sit with you. Thank you, Rain. I appreciate it. And I appreciate you asking me to be here to share the story and have the their narrative therapy session. <laughs> <laughs> it was good. <laughs> Thank you so much for being here. And we will link to ways to reach out to you in the show notes. Would you like to share any special ways that you enjoy people reaching out to you? Yeah, absolutely. Um, I'm not sure when this is going to go live, but you know, email is always the best way. Uh, Sherry Miterco at gmail.com. And it's just S-H-E-R-I-M-I-T-E-R-C-O at gmail.com. I am on Facebook, but I am kind of 
taken a little bit of a hiatus for Lent. So until after Easter, that's why I don't know when this is live, but um, I'm not on Facebook as much as I normally am. But generally, you can you can find me there. And of course, the Discovering Your Calling podcast is always great. And I do have, if it feels right, I do have a, it's called Five to Thrive Guide. And it's just a fun way to, fun and very informative way to, whether you've taken the Clifton Strengths Assessment or not, you can kind of get a feel for it. And it's a beautiful guide that I had created by a, an assistant of mine. And it it lists all the 34 talent themes that Clifton Strengths has. And it gives you quick little tips on how to thrive if that's one of your themes. And it is set up in a way that you can kind of take a guess as to what your talent themes are. But I always caution people, take the assessment to find out for sure, because sometimes life has skewed us to, you know, into thinking we have one talent theme and we actually have something else. So this is like a short freebie version of looking into a person's strengths and abilities um, that you offer and people could reach out to you and sign up for and receive. Yes. Is that right? Okay, great. Yeah. So So it's an actual like PDF, beautiful, well done. Like I said, not Mm -hmm. my talent theme. I hired that out. And then I did put together, it's like a five day quick email, a little mini training series that goes with it too. So Mm Like I said, it's it's set up in a way that if you've done the strengths, it just enhances that. If you haven't taken the Clifton Strengths assessment, you can kind of start to get a feel for what it feels like and still gain value from the Five to Thrive guide. Mm-hmm. Great, wonderful. So people can find you on Facebook by searching for your name, Sherry Miter, mm-hmm. and they can reach out to you by email, sherrymiterco at gmail.com. And did you say your website as well? I did not, but it's the same thing. Oh, yeah. Okay. SherryMiterCo.com. Not Wonderful. the best website in the world, but it's but up and coming. It's out there. <laughs> it's good it's enough. Up and coming. Okay, good. <laughs> it's good enough. <laughs> and this will air soon. So our audience knows, and you know, we're actually having this conversation the same week that um, your show will show up on my podcast, Every Moment is Sacred. So the first Friday in March, the world will will hear your wonderful message. (laughs) All right. Thank you, Rain. I appreciate it so much. Thanks, Sherry. Thank you so much for listening. It has been a great joy to have your presence here in this podcast. I welcome you to celebrate the joy and wisdom in your life exactly as it is. And I welcome you to feel loved, fully loved, exactly as you are. www.rainelizabeth.org <laughs>